Hey out there to all people and music teachers. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy whose eyes are literally fire, Cortland. Dude, I'm so lit. What's up? How you doing, Brandon? <laughs> I'm doing tight, Cortland. Awesome. <laughs> How are you and your fire eyes? Uh, you know, I'm just relishing my glory days of being in drama, you know. Mm. Did I ever tell you that I, I was in a play? I mean, I know I did, but, like, did you ever ask what it was? I don't think you did. I probably didn't take very much interest in it, no. Oh, I played this guy, and uh, he was on a date with some girl. And, oh, my um, gosh. I know, right? And um, I pretended to know a bunch of different languages, and then I just talked in gibberish in all of those languages. Um, wow. Like, like, yeah. In the script, was it just, like, pretend to speak Italian? No, no. Like, if for German, you say, like, bratwurst and lederhosen and stuff. Oh, and that like, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, in hindsight, it, it might actually be really offensive, so. Eh, whatever. <laughs> it's theater. It's yeah, art, right. people. Anyway, I was brilliant. Um, I had eyeliner <laughs> on, apparently. No, wait. Oh, wow. Mas- What's the one where you, like, pencil around your eyes so that it makes your eyes pop more? What is that one called? Uh, lipstick. I don't know. As eye stick? Who knows? But that's what <laughs> That's what, what I it had should on. be called. <laughs> Consistency, <laughs> I mean, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so how are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing fine. Doing all right. That's good. Yeah. I just have to let you know, Brandon... Ask me how my week is. <laughs> okay. How was your week, Cortland? I got super sunburned this week. Oh. So, oh. My God. so, actually, this is kind of ridiculous. So, I got super sunburned on, like, Monday, right? And um, yesterday was my last day at my current job. I go, I start a new, like, department of my job tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or on, on, on Tuesday, because it's going to be the 4th of July this weekend. Um, I know, right? Except you don't get a day off, but whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I got really badly sunburned, and I was just peeling all day at work. So I probably looked so gross. <laughs> Poor people. It was probably like, looked like uh, Jake the Snake. Yes. Yeah. Peeling your skin every time, off. Yep. Every time I peeled a little piece off, it was like duct tape. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh Jesus. So I left like skin flakes everywhere, which is fucking gross, and I just. That is gross. I'm not going to lie. I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I... Now, I, did anything awesome happen to you, Brandon? Or No, of course not. Okay. Yeah, we could, yeah. Okay, we could talk to... So now, we could goosebumps let's about. talk about some goosebumps. Okay, let's do it! Alright. This week, we are talking about Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. Yeah, Is that what right? it's called? That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a very long name, I know. It's, yeah, I get it. it's a bit unwieldy. Yeah, R.L. Stein was like, alright, I got this story about pianos, what can I call it? It's gotta be about pianos and murder somehow, but I don't want to be too definitive. Mm-hmm, they could eventually lead up to... You know, it won't always be murder, that's absurd. And it won't yeah. never be murder. I bet you somebody's been murdered due to piano lessons, right? I mean, I guarantee it. Just statist- statistically, yeah, it's inevitable. <laughs> if it hasn't happened yet, it will happen eventually. <laughs> it's going to happen. So, Cortland, what did you think about this episode? Uh, this episode, I fucking loved it, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's kind of insane, isn't it? It's the most insane one yet, I think, and I loved every moment of it. it was so so ridiculous. So it's been a a hot minute since I've seen this episode, and I remembered the piano stuff and the ghost stuff. That's what stuck with me about this Uh. episode. So I was like, yeah, it's about, you know, playing music and there's a ghost. I didn't remember all the other stuff. I don't know what it is. I don't know what was going on in R.L. Stein's mind when he wrote this one, but uh, it was fantastic. I think this is one that really translated well to television, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't know works. how the book is, obviously. I'm not going to read that book, but <laughs> it's got fuck- it looks boring as hell. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That cover, boo. Yeah, exactly. I think that people just say, don't judge a book by its cover, specifically in regards to Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it came from, and people just do apply it to other things. But I just think it translated really well to television. It had to have, right? Like, 
What kind of fucking I mean, if this is the is result, it? then yes, it worked. <laughs> it was good. I liked it a lot. I like the music. I think the actors, there's a there's a fucking bunch of them. They're all great. Um the effects in it weren't terrible. And uh no, who doesn't I mean, considering fucking love the piano time. and Moonlight Sonata? Like give me a break. Right? Yeah. Um Moonlight Sonata, that's like if you don't like Moonlight Sonata, you you just you won't like this episode. Nah. You can't. I was going to like make a joke like ha ha every time we mention Moonlight Sonata take a drink or something but I I think we would be like legally in a lot of We'd trouble. We'd be dead, I think. Then yeah, he, these just, piano lessons would murder us. Don't do that, people. <laughs> That's how they die. <laughs> we should just talk about this episode. All right, let's do it. So, we open up on a basement. A voice says, "You have to put me through. I've got important information." Hurry. Oh, they're coming. My cover's blown. The oh, fate of the world so apparently we're joining an episode of 24 already in progress. Yeah. We then see a young 90s-haired boy on the phone. He says, the fate of the world is at stake. I'm hiding. His hair. His hair's pretty good. Like, it's not quite parted in the middle. I think this kid's, I think this kid's great, so. <laughs> yeah. He's good. Everyone's good. Yeah. Someone in boots begins to walk down the stairs, and the boy moves to hide. And he continues, He's coming! Help me! The owner of the boots reveals themselves to be Mom, who's carrying a box. Yep. Yep, it's Mom. She tells the boy, whose name is Jerry, to stop fantasizing and do what she asked him to do. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. They don't tell us Jerry's name until uh, the five-minute mark. Yeah. I went back and I was like, crazy boy, edit that out. His name's Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Jerry asks her if they're going to sleep in the house tonight. She tells him, yeah, we're going to be moved in here by the end of the day. Fucking duh, Jerry. Dumbass Jerry. <laughs> he responds by putting a colander on his head. Yeah, this kid's great. Yeah. Mom compliments him on his dope hat and walks away. As the credits show up, telling us that this episode was written by Charles Laser. What? That's the dopest name I've ever heard. I know. That's like some Frank Scorpion kind of oh, like Frank level. Frank Scorpion. I hope Frank Scorpion's in one of these episodes. That would be personally. great. Frank Scorpion and Charles Laser. Fucking awesome. Jerry slips right back into imagination land. This time as some sort of psychic astronaut or something. I don't know what he was going for here. Beats me, man. He he goes for it. <laughs> He's doing his own thing. Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata starts playing from another part of the basement. You know, probably another classic. Oh my gosh, loose. Um... <laughs> I gotta say, Brandon, the first time I ever heard Moonlight Sonata, do you want to know where it was from? Where? It's from Earthworm Jim. Huh, where does it play in there? There's a level where you're a blind cave salamander, and you're swimming around, and Moonlight Sonata plays for the level music. Huh, of course. That's, yeah. I thought that's what it was. Uh, right. I mean, Very that sounds apparently. cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also remember it mostly from Resident Evil, because that's the song that you play on the piano. It's a good song. I like it, yeah. Good one, Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> you get a thumbs up from these two guys. <laughs> Jerry gets up to investigate and finds a piano covered with a giant cloth. He lifts it up to reveal that the piano is playing itself. It suddenly stops playing. He taps a few keys. And right away, a scruffy looking ghost just straight up materializes behind him. We're like, what, two minutes into the episode at this point? Yeah. Like, Goosebumps doesn't fuck around. And that's great. It is, yeah. Except for, the, you know, they didn't like, name him for five minutes, but whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, it fucks around <laughs> with <laughs> names, but not with, like, cool stuff happening. Yeah. We see someone in first person approach Jerry from behind as he hits a couple of notes on the piano. And it's just dead. Fucking dead. So he didn't... Like, spoilers, he didn't see the ghost that was materializing right behind his son. But... No. Um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Dad says, oh, fuck, where'd this dope-ass piano come from? Let's be real here, Brandon. If I moved into a house and they had a piano, that's exactly what I would say. Yeah. Like, I, And I didn't know it was there already somehow, even though I probably walked through the house and seen, hey, what's under that piano-shaped 
blank. You can't miss it. I mean, the basement's like almost empty. <laughs> and there's just this giant piano-shaped thing. Jerry tells Dad that it was playing by itself. Dad excitedly looks at the back of it saying, A player piano? But his dreams are quickly crushed when he realizes it's just a normal free piano. Can you play a player piano? Or is it like, if you play it, it's gonna fuck it up? I assume you can play it. Otherwise, that's a big giant thing taking up space for no reason. Yeah, it's pretty much just a giant music box. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So I hope so. Yeah, me too. Which means that, like, it would be cool to have a player piano, because then it's like, you got options, you know? We always had keyboards, and I'm, I'm actually thinking about buying a keyboard again soon, so I can start learning how to jam on the piano. Um, all the keyboards had, like, pre-recorded things that you could... Even the ones in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> piano suck. Jerry tries to convince his dad that the piano was playing on its own, but dad just knocks on the colander, which Jerry is still wearing, by the way, saying... Mm-hmm. Hello, anybody home? Jerry is not thrilled that his dad doesn't believe him. Dad, however, thinks this piano is nifty, and that maybe restoring it could be some kind of father-son bonding experience. Yeah, pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, I would think that that's cool. But Jerry flatly tells him, no, I've got a life you know, which is fucking savage. Yeah, it's great though. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Immediately afterwards, it's so funny. Yeah, this transitions beautifully into Jerry stalking away, pretending to talk to someone on a fake walkie-talkie. I love it. And the way the dad just like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I have a fucking life, dad. Roger, Roger, 9-9. Nine, nine. This is, <laughs> this is I'm Jerry. busy. I've got things to do. <laughs> Send in the nukes. Yeah. It's pretty great. Like, I know it was intentional, and I just, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just good humor. Yeah, there's a bit of good humor in this episode for sure. We cut to the next scene, where Jerry is walking down some stairs. He overhears his dad loudly talking to his mom about Jerry's piano-playing-itself nonsense. Yeah, talking straight mad shit about his son. (laughs) Yeah. We see mom and dad talking in an all-glass breakfast nook sort of area. Right, weird. It's very it window. Is. It's just all windows. It's like, it's a it's giant crazy. window wrapped around. It's a basically that. a greenhouse. <laughs> Dad says that other kids Jerry's age are out there playing sports and hanging out, while their son just talks to himself. Mom says, "Well, for an only child, plus, you know, the new house, new neighborhood." I mean, that's yeah, that's true. But uh, I mean, he's probably been doing this for. A while? I guess he didn't just pick this up since they moved, huh? (laughs) It would be kind of concerning if they moved and then he was just like... A fucking weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's let's put it that way. If he just transformed into a fucking weirdo. (laughs) Dad declares that what Jerry needs is a hobby to focus on. So, we have this family now, which is like half of the characters. Yeah, there's a, I think I said this a little earlier, but there's a surprising amount of characters in this episode. Yeah, there is. This is like half of the characters that matter. Yeah. Jerry is played by Ben Cook. Oh, okay. And he has a few more appearances in Goosebumps ahead of us. Awesome. I can't wait to see but, him again. Yeah, beyond that, he has the usual new Ghost Rider Mysteries mm-hmm. appearance. And he's doing some kind of voiceover work for Fantastic Beasts 3 coming out next year. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Was there like a literal giant like time gap in between that? Oh, or? yes. Definitely. Weird. It's like he's like in some goosebumps and then like two other things in the 90s and then it's like Fantastic <laughs> and, Beasts. And then fucking Harry Potter world stuff. <laughs> yep. He's going to have an action figure. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> okay, so now we've got Mom, who's played by Carolyn Scott. This chick has been in tons of stuff. She looked like she was in tons of stuff. I just knew. <laughs> yeah. She, she did a really good job in this episode. Yeah, she did. She was in 13 episodes of The Care Bears. Oh, 23... okay. You know, I didn't think that, but... No. <laughs> 23 episodes of something called Ned's Newt. Have you ever heard of that? I believe i saw one or two kids from are you afraid of the dark in it maybe oh okay so something canadian probably i think so and most importantly 
She was in three episodes of Brace Face. Your favorite show. You know, she was Mrs. Harper for any of my fellow Braceheads out there listening. Oh my god, nobody's a Bracehead. <laughs> she could open up lockers with the braces, Brandon. Like they're <laughs> It's a great show. Lastly, we have Dad played by Barkley Hope. Barkley. This guy has also been in everything. He was in The Twilight Zone. He was in Alfred Hitchcock Presents. He was in Friday the 13th, the series. Wow. He had a role in Arl Stein's The Haunting Hour in 2013. Okay. And he plays Claudius and Clifford Blossom in Riverdale. I don't know who those people are, but if you watch that show, I'm guessing you know who that is. Yeah. I've heard of Riverdale, I think. Um, yeah, he seemed uh, like a pretty cool guy. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> His name's Barkley, and he didn't even shut up and jam, so I don't know. No, I mean, he he. this episode would have done a little bit better with some more jamming. Later on, we see Jerry in the driveway, doing some play-by-play commentary to himself, while he throws a baseball into one of those pitcher net thingies that bounce the ball back. I think I might be dumb, Brandon, but I think this might be the first time I've ever seen one of them. One of those contraptions. Oh, really? Yeah, they kind of look like fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like... You know, playing tennis and hitting it into a wall and having it bounce back to you or something. Dude, that's awesome. It's like racket. Playing sports by yourself is the best thing ever. <laughs> that's what it comes <laughs> down to. Once you get rid of those pesky other people, you get down to the, like, meat and potatoes. Yeah, the repetitive fun part of sports. <laughs> yeah. We've totally played sports, people. I mean, hello. Uh, Yes, we know all the sports terms. Touchdowns, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this baseball, speaking of baseballs, this baseball bounces up in slow motion and he continues the commentary, going, going, and a girl walking by catches the ball saying, it's a long fly out. The ball game is over. Whoa, what a boss. I know. She introduces herself as Kim, saying she lives just across the street. Mm -hmm. Kim tells Jerry that his new house has been empty for a long time. He mentions the old piano to her, and she says, An old piano teacher used to live there. Must have been hers. How convenient. Yeah, we're starting to get some clues here. Some backstory. Kim asks Jerry if he plays, meaning an instrument, I guess. Yeah. Saying that maybe they can jam together. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Brandon. If I had a piano, because I know you used to play guitar, like, we could have had some jam sessions, like Jerry oh, hell yeah. and Kim. If you get that keyboard, man... I'm we'll thinking totally about jam. it. Here's what my plan is. I want to get this keyboard. I want to uh, make my son play it, right? Because he's six years old. It's like prime time for playing piano. He's going to get incredibly famous, and we're going to just live off of his wealth. I don't see any downside to oh, this. Oh, that sounds so good. I feel like everybody that's ever put their children in piano lessons has had the exact same thought. But, like, for me, it's going to work, you know? Yeah. You just got to believe in your son you gotta believe <sighs> so <that's the> plan. <laughs> jerry agrees that jamming sounds good but adds that he's actually uh pretty shit at playing super shit yep now we have another character who i thought was going to be more important dude but right? she's in this episode <laughs> like after an intro like that i was like okay they're gonna like you know take down this ghost together they're gonna right ghost they're bust, gonna... but it's not going to be a solo show anymore. Like, Jerry and Kim are going to save the day and stuff. But no, no. No, th this is Spoilers, like 95% no. of her screen time. <laughs> yeah. But Kim is played by Erica Luttrell. And Erica actually has a long resume, including playing Kara in Shining Time Station. Oh, Keisha in The Magic School Bus. Nice. Okay. I know what that one is. <laughs> Sapphire in Steven Universe. No, does she? Oh, I love Sapphire. Yeah. And That's lots amazing. of video game voice work. That's awesome. Yeah. She's in lots of stuff. Wow. <laughs> but not this. Yeah. She's basically not in this episode, though. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I like her a lot. I wish she would have been in it more because she seemed yeah, really great. I was hoping she would. Now we cut to a newspaper ad for piano lessons. Jerry excitedly shows the ad to his parents who are both going to town on bowls of grapefruit. Oh my god, right? It's literally just half a grapefruit in a bowl. That was the thing back then, though. Like... <laughs> but, I mean, the grapefruit is the bowl. You don't need another bowl. Oh, yeah, you're right. 
Maybe they just didn't want a mess because grapefruits are juicy. Yeah, I hate grapefruit. They're honestly. also fucking gross. Yeah, not gonna lie. Ugh. I wish just like oranges were just way bigger. Yeah, me too. Both the parents are happy to see Jerry excited about doing literally well, anything other than Jerry, talking to himself. Great. So mom says yeah, she'll I'll, call I'll today. Call Thanks. Go mom. And now it's nighttime again. Jerry wakes up in bed to Moonlight Sonata playing. He sneaks his way downstairs, and, well, there's, there's like a fucking ghost playing the piano. Yeah, she's the one that's jamming on it. Yeah. The ghost woman, who's kind of like a wavy cloud of smoke looking thing, like... It, uh, it doesn't look amazing by any no. stretch of the imagination, but it doesn't look horrible. Also correct, yes. It's not the best looking ghost, but it's not like such shit that you can just like make fun of it. Yeah, it's not like birdemic graphics or anything crazy like that. The ghost woman turns around and tells Jerry to Stay away. Dad? Stay away! He kind of calmly calls for his dad. (laughs) Who I guess we know is the favorite parent. Uh, The ghost gets a bit closer and repeats its suggestion to get the fuck out. Mm. Now he screams and runs upstairs. We see mom and dad out of bed, half asleep, wondering what this is all about. Jerry tells them that a ghost was playing piano. Dad gives a look like, I thought baseball fixed our son. And the scene ends. It's the next morning, and mom is driving Jerry to a busted up looking abandoned warehouse. Yeah, right? There's like, shopping carts falling over, so you know that place is bad. Yeah. If there's shopping carts there, and it's not a grocery store, just go that is bad news except for the part when they get out of the car and they look around and it's gorgeous but like (laughs) there are shopping carts in one shot so yeah he tells mom that maybe the ghost was telling him to stay away from this place why would he come to that conclusion for a moment i don't know he comes to that conclusion and then forgets and then drops it yeah like wouldn't the obvious conclusion be stay away from like her piano stay away from her old house that's about it those are the two. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, this woman who lived in this house died and wants the new people to leave. Like, has he yeah. not seen Beetlejuice? Come on. Exactly. Gosh. Classic Beetlejuice here, you guys. <laughs> they pull up to a door with a piano sign identifying it as the Shriek School. Mm-hmm. Mom gets out and says... It's more like a prison than a music school. Jerry tells her... Who's fantasizing now, Mom? Which doesn't really make sense. Um, that's not fantasizing that's making a comment yeah jerry just was waiting all day he's been waiting his entire life to zing his mom essentially he's like and he took like she misspoke like one little sentence and he (laughs) took that opportunity to apparently rip her to shreds so yeah well they've probably been like making fun of him openly in front of his face for years and years yeah poor jerry i don't know so i mean he flipped it back on her like It's even Stevens now. (laughs) They walk up to the door and a robot voice says, can I help you? Mom is like, what the fuck? (laughs) Jerry points at a security camera, moving up and down, checking her out. Mom identifies themselves as the Hawkins and the door opens automatically and the robot tells them to please come in. This is weird. I mean, this is... It's like that scene in Return of the Jedi, C-3PO, <laughs> and R2-D2. Yeah. The little robot eyeball. It is. Yes, you're right. Jerry slips into narrating a fantasy in which they are entering a mad scientist's lair. But Mom tells him to snap his ass out of it. Yeah. This kid. He's, he's crazy. He's crazy, man. He's just having fun. As they walk in, Jerry hears the sound of Moonlight Sonata again. Yeah. And begins to comment that it's weird that it's the same song before dropping it. This is actually like the sixth time that Moonlight Sonata has been played in this episode. Like literally. And we're like five minutes in. It's actually, uh, if you think about it though, Moonlight Sonata is the only song uh, available to play on the piano. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Suddenly from behind Jerry appears motherfucking Dr. Vink. Dr. Vink is in this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Dr. Shriek. Oh, whoops. But even so. That's like the, it's like the, you know, Mr. Pib, Dr. Thunder 
Yeah, it's kind of like Diet Dr. Beth versus Real Beth. (laughs) I mean, not not that bad, because uh, he does a great job in this episode, so never mind. Yeah, he does fantastic. Just the name. Shriek, Dr. Shriek, Dr. Vink, like, they're pretty similar. Yeah. Ah, Mr. Hawkins! I'm Dr. Shriek. I know it's a funny name, but it's a real attention getter. Good point, honestly. Great marketing there. (laughs) So Dr. Shriek has a full Santa Claus mustache-beard combo. And he's wearing a beret, so he's So he's fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> fabu, right? Yep. And he looks great. He does. He's very lively. He's he's a lot less, like, hobo-looking than he is in most of his <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark appearances. I will say, there's something about this makeup, and obviously it's intentional. There's something about it that just seems, like, rubbery to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah he, I mean, like, he's he's... Kind of looks like a doll. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought too. Okay. Shriek grabs Jerry's hands and asks oh. him if he's played an instrument before. Jerry says, "Uh, I can play Stairway to Heaven on the kazoo." That was so funny. I was laughing at that. <laughs> the idea. This kid's full of zingers. <laughs> he's a good. Yeah, he's a good one. It's Stairway to Heaven on the kazoo. I kind of want to watch a YouTube video of that because you know that exists. Oh, definitely. <sighs> what instrument was it? Where it's like the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> it's playing oh, really shittily. Dude. A melodica, right? It's a melodica? I think that's right. I mean, when I type in melodica in YouTube, the first one that pops up is melodica Jurassic Park. So let me just okay. take a look. So Jurassic Park theme melodica cover. <laughs> Hold on, I have to watch an ad because, you know, only 17 million people have listened to this. All right, John Hammond says, welcome to Jurassic Park. And then we look over and... Fucking Grant's like, them brontosauruses? <laughs> and then the melodica cover happens. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, when I did my episode of The Walking Shadow in one minute, um, I did a melodica cover for the Harry Potter theme song. So. Oh, it was great. It was great, yeah. Because, you know, Hermione. Yeah, I was like, I went there. And it was perfect. I'm amazing. I'm a comedic genius. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. What are we talking about? (laughs) Shriek wiggles all of Jerry's fingers and tells him, The piano is considerably more demanding, but with fingers like these? And his eyes are like fully popped out at this point. Mom interrupts him to say, He'll have to excuse me. We just moved into a new house. Yeah, what is up with this? So Mom's just like, Alright, creepy dude. I'm out. Yeah, she's got boxes to take to the basement. They are, they're moved in enough to like sleep. I don't know, man. It seems like that's pretty far away. Like by the time you get she home. She just wants to go. To go <laughs> she's like, this place is fucking creepy. She already commented that it looks like a prison. This dude is molesting her son's fingers. <laughs> I'll just leave you two to it. <laughs> Bad judgment call, mom. Right there. Calling you out. Mom takes her leave, and Jerry continues on with Dr. Shriek. He asks the doc what all that tech stuff was at the door. Shriek offers the explanation that they're isolated there, but, you know, you gotta stay secure. And the janitor, Mr. Toggle, is a mechanical genius who can build anything. They walk into a small room, and he shuts the door behind them. Seated at a piano, Shriek opens a book of sheet music. Jerry is not really paying attention that much, and he just wants to know how long it's going to be before he can play some rock and roll. Yeah, that's a valid question. I feel like that is the question every child would ask when they begin piano lessons. Like, okay, when can I play what I want to play? Because, like, how fucking sweet is it to be able to play piano and just, like, enjoy your own music? That's amazing. That would be amazing. I would sit in my room and I would play video game music all fucking day, Brandon. You know that? I'd be like, oh, I want to listen to some Mega Man, and then I would play it! And then you would be the Mega Man. And then I'd be like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep, It'd be amazing, okay? I just, I can't do it justice with my voice, so. No, because otherwise, if you could, you would just sit in your room and be like, I'm gonna do some Mega Man. Boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. Shriek tells Jerry that the good shit will come later. For now, it's all about that C major scale. Mm-hmm. He starts playing the notes for Jerry, but kind of sloppily. Yeah, he's all, he's all around sloppy. Uh, yeah. You haven't really introduced him. It's Aaron Tagger, and he is mostly sloppy in his roles, which in a great way, though. <laughs> yeah, that's his trademark. 
the sloppiness. trademark uh, Aaron Slop. It's got the <laughs> trademark sloppiness. Jerry rudely asks what happened to his hands. Shriek holds them up to his face and wistfully says that they just don't work like they used to. Aww. Now he takes Jerry's hands into his and says, But you, you have marvelous hands. Simply marvelous. He snaps himself out of his hand lust long enough to tell Jerry to begin practicing. There's kind of a lot of lust in these Goosebumps episodes now that I'm thinking about it. It's a very lusty series, yes. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your piano instructor. Thank you so much for listening into our show. Whether you're new this week or a longtime fan, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. There's just a few short weeks left in July, so if you'd like to enter in to win our Patreon-exclusive giveaway, become a patron today at patreon.com slash privateisland. All patrons will automatically be entered in to win, and I've been collecting a ton of nostalgic goodies to give away. On top of that, you'll get instant access to early release episodes, the moment I'm finished editing, bonus content, and so much more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Eddie, Mia, Tristan, and Veniswitch, the Silver Goth, Shane, Stephen, Matt, Geraldine, Evelyn, Brittany, Aaron, Kristen, and newest patron, Preston, the Golden Day Days Faith, Sarah, Angela, and Kristen, and Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, Matt, and Farron. Thank you so much for the support, everyone. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Private Island Presents for more content. We make GIFs, memes, and videos for every episode, so there's tons of content to look back on and enjoy. For a link to all of our social media pages, Facebook group, Discord group, and so much more, check out the links in the episode description. Are you a podcaster interested in cross-promoting with our show? Send me your promo to privateislandpresents at gmail.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. This week's promo is for the podcast that wouldn't die, where hosts Kevin and Aaron explore all those horror classics. Welcome to the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. What up, what up? Each week, we'll explore the classics of the horror and sci-fi genre with a little comedic twist. We will ask those important questions like, why don't they get out of the haunted house the first time they see the ghost or the demon? Why do people feel like, hey, there's been a spooky disappearance, but I'm going to investigate myself, even though I have no investigative background? Or, why didn't I realize I was dead the whole time? These important questions and many others we will get to the bottom of. So check us out each week at the podcast that wouldn't die. Be there or be square. Thanks again for listening in, everyone. For now, I'm going to let you get back to the show, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Later, after class, Jerry heads out of the room. As soon as he's alone, he slinks right back into Imagination Land as a rockin' version of Moonlight Sonata plays. You'd have to imagine... Okay, hold on. I got, like, two things to talk about Okay, go. So, the Rockin' Moonlight Sonata, fucking amazing. Um, Yeah. Obviously, you're going to be listening to it, like, right now, because I am not going to not put that in here. Second of all, his mom is, like, waiting for him, right? I mean, you would assume it's been an hour, and she was supposed to be back to pick up her son, so he doesn't have time to be slinking around the hallways. Well, too bad. (sighs) She can just wait. (laughs) Okay. He walks into a door that says, Do not enter narrating the whole thing aloud as he does down yeah. down down went the world famous explorer down into the down into the <laughs> forbidden world down down into the forbidden world he makes it into some basement area and stealths his way through the halls until the sight of a weird ass dalek robot thing stops him dead in his tracks yeah it's basically the robots from chopping mall the ones that Use lasers to blow people's heads up. Okay, I don't know what those look like, but... 
Okay, it's Maybe like I that. need to see that. He runs away as this killer Roomba thing chases him slowly. <laughs> he tries every door in the hallway, but they are all locked. Just when it looks like he's going to be swept to death, a hand grabs his shoulder. A man in overalls tells him, No, not through there. He grabs a remote control from his tool belt and points it at the robot, shutting it down. This man tells him, The front door is upstairs. This is the recycle hall. Jerry just wants to know what that pile of garbage that was chasing him was. The guy tells him, Oh boy, this is my floor sweeper. Simple, but effective. Yeah, he made it the exact width of the hallway so that it could get every fucking nook and cranny. Yeah, and it needed to be 60 feet tall for some reason. <laughs> right. It's, it's the most vacuuming complex the air also. Roomba. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's filtering out all the nasty fucking recycled garbage particles. <laughs> this guy finally introduces himself as the aforementioned Mr. Toggle. Jerry tells him that Dr. Shriek called him a mechanical genius. Toggle replies, I programmed him to say that. And Jerry's not quite sure if he should laugh or not. But Toggle goes on saying, And Shriek told me about you. Says you have excellent hands. How did he tell him about him? That's what I was going to say. When? (laughs) When did this conversation occur? Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's like, you know, communication boxes or whatever you want to call them throughout or something i mean he's a mechanical genius telephones? he probably has no i was, I was gonna say telephones but <laughs> you know mechanical talk boxes he, they probably have walkie talkies or something you know he made a fucking room i'm sure <laughs> this kid's hands are fucking amazing dude over i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense and uh it doesn't really matter i guess no it doesn't at all toggle escorts him out and we transition to later on at jerry's house He's practicing his scales or whatever, when a massive wind starts to blow. Suddenly, his hands, seemingly on their own, start to play a song. Mm -hmm. Probably some part of Moonlight Sonata, but I don't know. It's a long song. It has to be, right? Because Moonlight Sonata is literally the only thing anybody plays. Yes, I would bet money on it. Then he stops playing, and that same smoky ghost from before leaves his body. Yeah, so he was possessed. So, like, he's on the piano, and he doesn't... Like, his eyes are wide, and it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, and yet he's playing beautifully. Yeah. Classic but, possession. <laughs> Jerry wakes up in bed, and it was all a dream. Oh my god, he's so fucking sweaty, dude. Like, they took that spritzer bottle, and they were like, psh, 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 right in his <laughs> face. It's like Bastion in NeverEnding Story 2. Bastion's father. Bastion's father. Damn it. Yep. Cut that out. Cut it all out. Let's start from the beginning. Hey, everybody. We're talking about Goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) So now we have the rest of the characters. Uh, Yeah. Yep. This is everybody. Toggle is played by, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing this wrong, Gaysa Kovacs. What? Okay. Whatever. Yep. That's who it is. (laughs) He was in a lot of stuff, including Scanners, The Dead Zone. Mm-hmm. And he had a reoccurring role on Orphan Black, which I hear is a great show, but I've never seen it. But he unfortunately passed away just last year. Oh, rest in peace. Oh, fuck. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> something. His name was something. Yeah. And it was great. I'm sorry. <laughs> the ghost woman is played by Brenda Devine. Ooh, and she is divine in this role. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good one, Cortland. I just clapped, like, I just gave myself a high five pretending it was you, because, you know. I'm giving you a standing ovation. You can't see it, but. <laughs> Thank you. It's a thought that counts. Yeah. Brenda was in a handful of things, including The Littlest Hobo and awesome. Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. Okay, I have to talk about this for a moment, Brandon. I looked up the intro to Sci Factor, and Dan Aykroyd is in that. What? Yeah, he's like the announcer person, like. Oh, you thought this was a real story, did you? <laughs> I'm Dan Aykroyd. So, oh, is this I like guess... beyond fact or fiction or whatever? I think so. Like, from oh, that's badass. Then <laughs> my understanding is like these episodes are based on real events. Um, but the intro is basically just the X Files intro, except the Canadian version, which I know oh, you can that's imagine. Terrifying. So I don't have to say anything more. <laughs> Well, I'm not surprised that Dan Aykroyd's involved in something paranormal, because he seems way into that shit. 
Well, they were like, he was in Ghostbusters, so like, let's get him on there, and we say, fuck you to X-Files, am I right? <laughs> and that's why no one's ever heard of X-Files anymore. Yeah, I know, right? There's not even X-Files podcasts or anything. Um, But there is like a character that looks exactly like Scully, so Dana, okay. whatever her name is, I don't remember. Dana Scully? I don't know. I didn't that's watch the X-Files. woman, right? I watched Sci Factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. You could only watch one. <laughs> and you went with the winning horse. Anyway, this woman, uh, this ghost woman, uh, passed away in 2009. Damn, everybody'd be dying. There's a curse in this episode, I'm thinking. Yeah, this is this is the part of the cast uh, in memoriam section, I guess. Apparently. Last but not least is Dr. Shriek, played by Aaron Tagger. Oh. He's been in lots of stuff, including playing a carny in one episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Weird. Which one was that? That eh, doesn't matter. It's probably his most famous role. <laughs> he was also in an episode of Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. I don't like it. Why? Do we have to watch this stupid show? I don't even know if it's an anthology kind of show, but like, God damn it. Why? So, why is this happening to us? Why were So, any- like, I, the, the people, these actors that I don't mention that were in Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal, they still were. I just didn't mention it. <laughs> Like, everyone in this episode was in it. That's how, that's how last episode was, too. This is getting outrageous. Yeah, we've got to watch it. No, I don't want to. Y- yeah, but we should watch it all. We'll watch it all and then decide if it was worth watching. If it, if it should be covered on a podcast. Because I'm sure there's no podcast that's covering any of that. Well, we could corner the market on Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal podcasts. We could. Something to think about. Uh, I thought about it, and it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Back to the episode. (laughs) Yeah. So rest in peace, all these amazing actors. But yeah, let's go back. Back to the episode. Moonlight Sonata starts playing again. We see another sequence of him going downstairs, and that same ghost chick is jamming on those keys. Rocking it. (laughs) The wind starts blowing hard in the basement. The ghost turns around and tells Jerry... Jerry's like, what did I do? I love that part. What did I do? (laughs) Yes. Because at this point, at this point in the story, he hasn't done anything. (laughs) No. He's literally kept to himself and not bothered anyone or talked to anyone. (laughs) He's actively tried to avoid engaging with anything. Yes. Except for Kim. The ghost stops being cryptic now and says, just stay away from the Shriek School, I." She warns him that he's evil. Evil! And Jerry screams into a commercial. So, she says, evil! Like a mermaid man from Spongebob Squarepants. <laughs> There's a Jeff idea. What a nice thing to do to blow all that wind in his head, though. Because, like, he was just a sweaty mess, right? Yeah. Now Pulling him down. Yeah. What a sweetheart. How divine of her. Oh, okay. She's dead. I can't recognize her. Jesus, Cortland. I know. How dare you mention her name? <laughs> Do they ever tell us who this ghost girl's name is? Like, Mrs. No. Whatever? Okay, I didn't think so. Right. When we come back, Mom and Dad come to investigate the screaming, which, you know, is good. It's an improvement over the last episode. Oh my god, yeah, right? They were like, oh, fucking Brooke is screaming in the room again. <laughs> Let's not ask her if she's dead or anything. No, ignore that shit. Once Jerry mentions the ghost again, they are instantly like, ugh, fuck this. Annoyed. Jerry points to the piano and a... Hold on, I'm gonna try to say this with a straight face. Oh my god, right. Jerry points to the piano and a cat jumps down on the keys. Dad Dad says... (laughs) That's just bonkers. That's just bonkers. (laughs) Yeah, I had to rewind it a couple of times because I was like, is the situation bonkers or is the cat's name bonkers? <laughs> I don't know, but if that's not the stinger for this episode, like, you're worth, this is over. I know, I, it's the perfect stinger. <laughs> okay, I'm going to save everybody some time. At the end of the episode, I, you know, put in a little clip from the episode that I find funny or hilarious or anything. It's going to be, that's just bonkers. <laughs> Oh, I I just loved that. That line, that delivery, everything about it. Jerry replies, but I saw it. 
I saw it. The next morning, in the breakfast glass nook cell, Mom and Dad tell Jerry that they're worried about him, and maybe he needs some, you know, help. Jerry knows they're talking about taking him to a shrink. Yeah, because they probably talk about it all the fucking time. <laughs> yes, this isn't the first time he's heard of it. <laughs> he asks if they think he's crazy, and both parents reflexively say, No, of course not. No, you're not crazy, son. No, no, And then they no. scoot, like, the scissors <laughs> away from him. Yeah. <laughs> Just put the straitjacket on, please. <laughs> Jerry says, You don't believe me that I saw a ghost? Despite being told dozens of times now that they don't believe him that he saw a ghost. <laughs> but his parents don't respond to that. They don't say anything. Maybe I was just sleepwalking, he admits. His mom says, We won't force you to keep taking piano lessons, but give it one more try. Yeah, because they probably already paid for it. Yeah, definitely. Dad stands up for a pep talk, saying, One of the best feelings in the world is confronting the things that you are afraid of and realizing that they ain't shit. Uh, I don't know. I like to avoid my fears. Moonlight Sonata plays as we transition to Mom dumping Jerry off at Shrieks. In his lesson, Jerry plays his scale with one hand and hits a bad note. He apologizes to Shriek, who says it ain't a big deal. You just lost your concentration. He grabs Jerry's hand and offers the advice to keep the fingers curved. Mm -hmm. Jerry tells him that he's getting pretty tired, though. Shriek tells him to just try again. Jerry plays the notes, but plays the wrong one again. On purpose, maybe? I, I didn't know. I think he it was, was like, on purpose. He was staring at Shriek as he did it. Yeah. Um. I, uh, I looked at my wife, because we watched this episode together, and I was like, the notes are all in a line. Why did he, How did he fuck it up? Like, you play one play the next one but you know what like i'm not i'm not a pianoist pianist 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 yes we're no pianists there's there's not that many notes like how hard could it be <laughs> said everybody i'm sure well i hope you get that keyboard and i want you to live stream yourself learning it that's a new pi new Patreon exclusive episode. Watch me Ooh. watch a grown thirty two year old man attempt to play piano for the first time. It's sure to be a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Shriek tells Jerry to try again. Jerry just stares at him. Come on, once more. Jerry puts his fingernail in his mouth, and oh, then yeah. oh, my Shriek God. All, snaps. All hell breaks loose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is where the episode goes. From insane to whatever's after that. I don't know. What is after insane? Like, <sighs> the seventh circle of hell? I don't know. <laughs> it's Jerry. He has shown no signs of biting his fingernails thus far. But piano lessons just, man, they took a toll on him mentally and he's started a new habit just in Piano lessons eyes. can be stressful. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's spoilers for later in this episode. <laughs> No! Not your precious hands! You gotta take care of these babies! Shriek snaps. I will not tolerate a student who's not serious about his craft! He yells as he smashes his hands on his piano. Yeah, he don't give a fuck about that piano. Jesus. Jerry is all the way creeped out now, of course. Shriek gathers himself enough to say, uh, Try again. Shriek paces around while Jerry begins playing again. After a moment, Shriek falls to his knees. We hear some mechanical beeping and whirring sounds. Yep. Jerry asks if he's okay, and he says, Fine, Jerry. Don't worry about me. Just focus on those dynamite hands. They're just perfect. <laughs> and, you know, now things take a somehow even darker turn. And Shriek yes, tells him he must, must have his hands. Beautiful hands. Jerry struggles to pull his hands away and eventually wiggles free and runs away. Shriek chases Jerry, yelling, Beautiful hands! Over and over and over again. It's, it's so good. It's, it's insane. This is probably my favorite part of the episode. Oh, Aaron, without Aaron a doubt. Tagger, running after a child, screaming, Hands! Yeah, he's, he's 
he's devoted to this sequence here. It's amazing. He's not half-assing it. Jerry makes it back downstairs where he yells for Mr. Toggle. And we see Shriek, still yelling of course, bouncing off the walls and shuffling like a zombie. It's actually pretty creepy. Yeah, it's really good too because like he's going downstairs and stuff and he's bouncing off the walls or whatever. I'm like, damn dude, I would have fallen on them stairs. Why doesn't Jerry go out the front door though? (sighs) You fool. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. All right. (laughs) I mean like, I know story-wise he's got to because (laughs) he has to because arl stein (laughs) was like and then he went downstairs for some reason (laughs) like i get i get his um thought process of trying to find mr talbot or whatever the fuck his name was uh you know to help him with this weird creep that's after his hands but like dude they work together so chances are good that he's also going to be a creep yeah the front door like just call the front door man yeah, if your choices are front door or a dead end. Um, oh, yeah, right? Because he got trapped there by that Roomba. Yeah. So he made a, a poor decision. Yeah. Jerry finally makes it to that door that he made it to before, what Toggle called the recycling hall. Mm-hmm. Inside is a giant room filled with pianos. Yeah, so this time the door just opens up. Like, it's not yeah. locked anymore for some reason. And this room, this room's like a parking garage. I don't know if it's I was meant trying to be to see, that, or that's just where they had to film. Is it actually, or is it mirrors that are making it look like it's bigger than what it is? It looked like it was an empty parking garage. Like, I think it wants me to think that it's an empty parking garage full of grand pianos. But, like, let's be real. That would be expensive as hell. Yeah. So maybe it's a parking garage that they used mirrors on to make it look like there was lots of pianos so it's both oh my god it's both uh yeah so this room's filled with pianos and on all of the pianos are disembodied hands playing music they're fucking jamming man like one piano's got like the bass section another piano it's like the perfect loop one cohesive track and you know it's probably moonlight sonata but again i don't know well you know what it's playing right now Yes, someone out there will know if this is part of the full... You know, you know honestly, we could just listen to Moonlight Sonata and, and find Dude, out the Dude, the one. full thing's like 18 minutes long. And yet, everybody only knows the first like couple of, you know, bridges or whatever they're called. I don't know music terms. <laughs> Alright, goddammit, I'm gonna listen to Moonlight Sonata after this. Not before I do. <laughs> Damn you. Shriek finally makes his way into the room and grabs Jerry. They spin around together a little bit before Mr. Toggle shows up with his remote control. He presses a button towards Dr. Shriek, and Shriek stops dead in his tracks, then falls over. However, his mechanical hand remains attached to Jerry's arm. He's crazy, Jerry says. He's a robot, Toggle informs those of us in the audience who aren't paying attention. Yeah. He's really lifelike, though, don't you think? Jerry agrees and thanks Toggle for stopping his abomination. Toggle says, no worries, mate, as long as you're okay. But, uh, let me see those hands. Oh my god. Jerry realizes too late that Mr. Toggle is the one behind Mr. Toggle's robot hand obsession. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Toggle tells him, hands are just too hard to build. Too many moving parts. He brings the hands closer to his face. (laughs) This episode's fucking weird, because we're talking about a child's hands. God, what a weird episode. Yeah. What is going on? His hands aren't that great. <laughs> they couldn't even do scales, am I right? Yeah, they suck, honestly. And then, the smoky ghost from earlier bursts out of Jerry, knocking him yeah. down. So, was she inside of Jerry the whole fucking time? I guess... No, there wasn't really any indication of that. No. Hmm. Whatever. This ghost, we can now see, has no hands. Right. She tells Toggle, You've gone too far. I warned you, you were just a lazy boy. Very clever, but lazy. You could have mastered all your pieces if you'd only practiced. 
Oh my god. This part's amazing. Yeah, it is. I did! I practiced every day! Toggle shouts back, but it was never good enough for you. He shouts it like he's like in trouble as a four-year-old. It's amazing. I did! Yeah. It's so good. He begins crying. <laughs> the ghost tells him, it's time for your lesson. She walks closer to him as he says, no. And Jerry decides that he's gotten his fill of backstory and he takes his leave. Yep. <laughs> as he runs out the front door, his parents pull up. He jumps in the car and tells them to just go, go, go. Like he just robbed a bank or something. A heavy wind begins to blow from inside of the music school, and the car begins to shake. The parents look, and they see the smoky ghost woman pop out and scream. Yeah, right? I forgot about that part. I'm glad they saw the ghost. Yeah, I mean, I hope that they take better care of their son after this, but... They will not. I know. They'll be like, well, we were just hallucinating from all that fumes we inhaled. I don't know people with their fucking logic dad turns that car around so fast and gets the hell out of there now we cut to jerry and kim remember yeah, kim because the episode's not over yet like that would have been a pretty good stopping point but not the episode keeps going yeah jerry and kim are playing baseball in his driveway she asks him about his parents he says that their psychiatrist is helping them with this whole ghost situation <laughs> what a twist yeah, see, he's, he's turning things around on them just all over now. Yeah. But he's just happy that their house is ghost-free. Kim says, no more piano, huh? And Jerry says something to the effect of, fuck no. Yep. Moonlight Sonata plays as Kim throws a ball at that pitcher net thing. <laughs> it bounces off, and Jerry catches it. Kim compliments his hands, and he just <laughs> gives a look like, yeah, I know these things are the shit. I love that. Uh, my wife said I this. That's exactly what I would have done. And she's not wrong. I would do the same thing. I'd be like, you have no idea, Kim. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that about you as well. <laughs> we transition to the broken down Shriek music school at night. Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. Because yes. that also would have been the perfect ending too. But it goes on. <laughs> it doesn't know when to stop. It's just like there's just so much good stuff. It just keeps going. And then we go see the psychiatrist with mom and dad. And, <laughs> it's like and Lord of the see... Rings. It just keeps ending. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The voiceover from the ghost says, This is your punishment for terrorizing the boy. We cut inside and see Toggle banging away at a piano. She tells him, We will practice and practice. He screams, how much longer? <laughs> eternity, she says. Fucking Damn. eternity. I mean, I know she's probably not going to be able to keep him there for eternity because he's got to eat and stuff. Unless he dies and becomes a ghost as well. But He like, will. What's really keeping him there? Because she, all she can really do is blow him back into the seat. And I feel like eventually you'd be able to get away from that. <sighs> he should, you know, like he has the remote control. Just like press a button and have your robot army come and True. kill a ghost, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> So he has, the hands that were disembodied and jamming on the piano, are those his past victims, or are those the robot hands that he's attempting to create, you know? Because, like, this lady doesn't have hands. Did she take his hands? No. Did he take her hands? I think those hands are his attempts to make robot hands. Okay. But they're just not good enough, so now he's like, now I need people hands. I don't know what the deal with the ghost's hands are. All right. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so um, that's the end. Or maybe it kept on going, but that's when I stopped watching. Yeah, it faded to black and I was like, done, and I turned it off. So, <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, ghosts, technology, and music. Like, what a combo. Right, right. Um, Overall, it worked, though. Like, did it, it? It probably didn't, but, like, it was just so much fun to watch. I don't yeah. know what the hell. It was like a fever dream or something. I don't even know. It was very entertaining. All the actors did a good job. Moonlight Sonata is amazing. Their rendition of Moonlight Sonata into action music is great. Oh, yeah. I mean, fucking Dr. Vink is in this episode. It, it, I mean, come on. It's great. It's got it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except more Kim. Could have used more Kim. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it did need more Kim. I was going to make a joke that it needed more Moonlight Sonata, but like... (laughs) (laughs) Classic. And it's just, it's one of those, those things, like, you know, you get your episode that's like, this is the vampire one, and this is the werewolf one, and this is the zombie one. But it's like, I really enjoy the ones where it's just like, I would not have even thought of this, like, combination of story elements... Yeah, it's like when we were back in season six or whatever of Are You Afraid of the Dark, R.L. Stein, he's got that dartboard with a couple of messages on it, and he's throwing his darts, and he's like, oh, this one landed on ghost, piano, and robots. Let's do it. Yeah, it's perfect. It's a perfect way to write a story. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if we come across more that are as wacky and in name and story as this. Well, I hope so. Me too, me too. Cortland... Is there any kind of moral to extract from this episode? I think that, um, hmm, I'm sure there's something in there. I don't uh, leave your children in the hands of a man that wants to have his hands. I don't know. I feel like the moral in this episode is definitely, like, aimed at the parents and their behavior rather than, like, here's something the kid did wrong. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was kind of weird when he... Stopped having a piano lesson, and then instead of going outside at his mom, who's honking the horn and stuff, he's like, time to go exploring. Yeah, I guess don't go in rooms that say don't go in me. God, I want to, though. You always want what you can't have, Cortland. So I guess that's the moral. Be happy with what you have. Yeah, but, like, also try new things, too. I mean, if you want to take piano lessons, just fucking do it. Yeah, just do it. That's just the do real it moral. Just and do it. <laughs> we've cracked the case. Piano lessons can be murder. That's that's a mouthful of a title. It is. It's a fun title though, because I wouldn't have guessed that this is what we would have gotten from that title. No, this this could have very easily been called something like uh, I don't know, the piano ghost or. Just something completely unimaginative like that. It could, but, yeah. But also, it'd be hard to come up with a title that doesn't spoil the robot aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the play on it, like, oh, those piano lessons are murder, because, like, you know, they hurt my hands or whatever, exaggerations and whatnot. R.L. Stein. Yeah, it's pretty funny stuff. <laughs> He's a jokester. I love him. He's great, honestly. What would you even, what could an alternate title even be for this? Um, Moonlight Sonata. Yeah, that actually works really well, because considering uh, of the 20 whatever minutes, like 16 of them are Moonlight Sonata, so (gasps) maybe it does play the whole thing. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, it's probably just subtly, like, quiet in the background of the entire episode. That would actually be cool, not gonna lie. That would be pretty cool. It'd probably also be expensive. Um, oh yeah, uh, but Beethoven wanting them royalties. I know the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Moonlight Sonata—that's a good name. Yeah, 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 yeah. The musically inclined ghost, you know, going from like the frozen ghost, the fire ghost, etc. How about Robo Teacher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only if it tells, like, says it like that. <laughs> <laughs> You have to get the audiobook version. <laughs> Robo teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you can't not say it like that. That would be pretty good. All right, Cortland. Enough of that. Okay. Piano Lessons Can Be Murder's a great name. Uh, I'm stuff. Yep. We're moving on to the next episode, which is Return of the Mummy. Would okay. you like to judge this well, book okay. by its cover? The first thing that I'm wondering is if there was a, you know, entrance of the mummy to begin with is this isn't like the second one of it is it or is it like the mummy's dead so now it's returning i believe it's just the mummy was dead and now he's back okay. or maybe not you know spoilers I'm oh, give you it's probably not even gonna be a mummy oh you know what brandon uh, okay so i'm gonna google the book cover i put in return of the mummy and all i'm getting is brendan fraser <laughs> yeah i got the same thing you'll eventually get it <laughs> And the image search. I'm going to type in Goosebumps in there and see if that adds to it. Oh, wow. Before I look at this cover, I'm going to say that this is probably going to be a bit like 
the tale of the guardian's curse where it's a mummy in a museum it's kind of just chasing after some children hopefully we actually get more mummy in this episode i don't know that's a big leap of logic but there might be a mummy in this um you know okay so there's two different covers for this one no wait Hold on. Are you really sure that this isn't a second one? Because there's also one called The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Okay, well then I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> Alright, that's fine. So, the cover looks to be like a sarcophagus that a mummy's hand is like reaching out of and moving aside. And there's some stink waves coming out of it. <laughs> looks pretty good. I mean, it's mummies. This is kind of what I would expect. Yeah, you can't really ask for anything more. The tagline for this one says... He's back from the dead. Which is okay. one of the worst taglines. I mean, like, I kind of knew that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's trying to, like, be a play on words or something, but it's just literally like, yeah, he's back from the dead. He's yeah. a mummy. I would expect a mummy episode. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think I'm just going to keep going with it's going to be like Guardian's Tomb or Guardian's Curse okay. from Are You Afraid well. of the Dark? Uh, maybe a bit of unwrapped. Perhaps the mummy's not the bad guy, although I would assume it is the bad guy, considering there's one called Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, and then now the mummy's returning. So, like, if it was a good guy, it wouldn't have to return, you know, unless it's like the Terminator Two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that deep. Okay, <laughs> but I can tell you that this episode also features Bobby Budnick and Are You Afraid of the Dark actor that will be cool to see again oh well, now i want to see it right now okay I'm, I'm excited i hope it's bobby budnick honestly um he can play in all of the mummy based episodes of everything so that'd be awesome what a typecasting to get <laughs> i only play in mummy episodes of children's horror anthology series. i'd do it i'd do it so well hell yeah but that's next week Cortland. Return of the Mummy. That's next week. All right. That's no problem. Well, yeah, I can that's everything. A week of not watching a Mummy episode. I can, I can do it. We, I mean, we've got Moonlight Sonata to listen to. That'll last us until next week. Dude, I'm going to be listening to so much Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> All right, Cortland. We're done here. Dunzos. That's a wrap on panel lessons and murder. We've been up all night. It's time to go to sleep. All right. Sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye. That's just bonkers.